Well, I'm Lightblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dr. Catherine Bajanian. Dr. Catherine, are you ready to do this? Yes, let's jump into it. All right, let's go. Dr. Catherine is a dating and relationship consultant. She's a therapist helping to demystify dating and relationships, helping people to connect in genuine, authentic ways. They can develop long-term successful relationships. Catherine, tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Um, I wish I had some kind of compelling reason like most people do when they develop uh, their careers, but I just actually really just enjoy it. I started off as pre-med at college and found myself um, finding every reason to skip class. Um, But I was a minor in psychology and those are the only classes I went to. And it didn't occur to me that you can actually develop a career in something you liked. In my head, you, you know, you had to grind when it was your career. So eventually I just, it was like, I, I couldn't, I could not go to another pre-med class. And so I decided <clears throat> to switch over to psychology and it was just a perfect fit. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know where the heck I was going to go. But one after another, um, I ended up uh, in London from California with a private practice focusing on romantic relationships. So do you have a lot of work or are you sitting around wishing you had more stuff to do? (laughs) Are are, are, are people doing great or are they struggling? (laughs) You know, it's funny. It's almost like the better we get at managing other aspects of our lives, particularly careers, the more difficult finding and sustaining a long-term relationship is. Um, So it's interesting. Uh, You know, our standards, our expectations, our wants and needs, our time, our availability, so much has changed about the world and it has directly impacted how we choose, who we choose, and how we do our relationships. So yeah, no, uh, I have a very, very full practice. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that for a second. And I mean, we have finite resources. I have a limited amount of time and attention. And therefore, if I'm pouring more of that into other endeavors, then I have less yeah. time and energy and all those things to pour into either finding a relationship or or, or, or improving it. Yeah, definitely. It's both resources, time and, you know, expectations certainly have changed. I think the thing about, you know, generations ago was not only did were you likely to sort of stay in the same area, right? People didn't move a lot. They weren't glo- as global as, as they are today. They also didn't have as many options for their own life, right? So they had limited options to choose from. They tended to stay within the vicinity uh, of where they sort of grew up, or at least within the vicinity of their sort of country or state or town. Um, and they didn't have online dating. So they had limited choices in terms of who and what they could become limited choices in terms of who they can choose from. Um, And at the end of the day, they also, like I said, sort of stayed within the same vicinity. So the people that were coming across sort of thought like themselves. So now we have an immense amount of choices, not only through sort of online dating, the amount of people to choose from, but also in terms of who we become, how we wanna live our life, how we wanna conduct ourselves. And so it becomes more difficult to try to find that fit. Right. You're more unique than you were 40 years ago, let's say, than your neighbor. Right. All of us are such unique compositions because we've had the options to be. And so it's difficult, more difficult to find the right fit for a partner. A tyranny of choices. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Something we did not expect until we were facing it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's so very human of us. Mm. So expectations have changed. Our situations have changed. Options are now probably pretty close to limitless, which isn't necessarily serving us. Um, but it strikes me that the fact that we need to be clear on what our expectations are is as true today as it ever has been, if not more so. If not more so. Yeah, I would definitely say if not more so. Um, it really is. Um, because again, the options that were available to us were also not available to other people. Uh, and so, you know, when we came across the, I don't know, three to five people or 10 people in our lifetime, right back in the day, because if you think about if you took online dating away, and we say, think about last year, think about organically, how many people have you come across that you would actually uh, want to date and potentially see a future with, right? Most people say zero to, if you were lucky, two, three, right? So in a lifetime, if you think about our grandparents, they just didn't have the options. Had three to 10 people, let's say at most in their entire lifetime that they came across, right? And once you had, you had to make do what, what was in front of you. Whereas now um, you have, hundreds, thousands of people that are available to you. So you better be clear about what you're looking for and who you are and what you um, think would be the right fit for you. Otherwise, you are going to be lost in a in a pool of people and you simply don't have time to date a thousand people um, to figure out the perfect fit. So you really, really, before you go into the dating pool, it's very important to get some sense of what you're all about. And, and that's where a lot of the singles that I get come in. I think people think that I'm a relationship therapist. They go, well, you know, I don't need a relationship until I'm, or a therapist until I'm in a relationship. And actually now more than ever, the relationship starts with you way beyond or before you've met the, the person. You find that, and I could be totally wrong, I commonly am, <laughs> The expectations of dating between men and women, are they similar? Are they different? Um, look, I, I think when you're looking for a long-term relationship, those expectations converge uh, a, a lot more. So when you're younger, in your 20s, and you're just looking for lots of fun and experiences, um, there are more differences between uh, men and women. But as people get older, uh, they're in their sort of mid-30s to later to 40, or whatever, whenever they start to want to settle down and find that long-term partner, partner, we sort of see that um, men and women are starting to look for about the same things, right? They've got to be attracted to someone. There's got to be some humor between them so that they get along. They've got to have some shared interests, um, but they also look for uh, characteristics is loyalty and openness and honesty and just that general sort of good person. Um, because that's what, you know, that's what we want from long-term partners. Those are the things that are important long-term. So men and women start looking for the same thing. Although, um, all in all, yeah, that I, I would say men probably emphasize looks more, uh, and women emphasize success of a man more. There is nothing more difficult for a woman to manage than be highly accomplished um, and not have that in in a man as well. Uh, for a lot of women, they look for someone that they can respect and someone that they can respect is generally someone that is as driven as 
ambitious as them. And I think we sometimes mistake this just for money. It's not always about the money. Um, money is an easy measurement to someone's success, right? If someone makes a lot of money, generally we can say generally uh, they might be successful, but women uh, are, are keen to find someone um, that's driven like that. So if they are over ambitious more so than the guy that's going to be problematic. Uh, and I think initially men are much more visual. We know that about how men's brains work. And so as, as more visual beings, um, looks matter. Certainly. You've got to be attracted to the person. But funny enough, men will rate women uh, much more favorably in terms of looks than we, we women rate men uh, favorable in looks. So men find, you know, lots of women attractive. Women, uh, you know, don't. Women, um, in terms of physical attractiveness, uh, we give men a harder time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> All right. So that 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 criteria we talked about that we need to have a respect for the other person yes, doesn't necessarily absolutely. mean that you're making a ton of money or you have a bunch of money. It can come in in, in many different forms. Yeah. So it's once I've decided I am dating to have a quality relationship. I'm 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 looking for a partner here. Yeah. Then it is I need to, to determine what does that mean. What 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 are those criteria and respect looks what are some of those other ones that i need to be spending time thinking about um uh, similar sort of values uh values that live you live by and lifestyle and lifestyle i would say not just now because what what i get in london is two professionals that meet and they're about in the same sort of time in their life. They have lots of disposable income. They're going out doing lots of fun stuff, right? Uh, but in the long run, in 10 years time or so, one wants to move out into the country and one wants to stay in the city and want, wants to really develop their career. And so things change. And I so I would say like, if you are exploring long-term with someone, really look at not only the lifestyle that you share now, and this is really important, and this is where finances kind of play a part in that. Um, it's important to be able to continue to, the, to do the kind of stuff that you want. Um, of course, there's a certain level of negotiation in every relationship, but if everything becomes a negotiation, negotiation that becomes a strain on that relationship so look at the lifestyle you guys are leading now is it a good match and look at the lifestyle 5 10 15 20 years from now are you guys going in similar directions values as well things that are really important too so if someone really values their family and then one the other person has a distant relationship or someone really has a strong spiritual connection and the other person can care less these things may be an issue so these things, in in all of these things to say, it's not that you have to match, it's that you should explore uh, and see how much you can tolerate differences, right? And these are the kinds of things that when we're dating, they don't naturally come up. We don't, you know, talk about how someone manages their finances in 10 years from now, whether they, you know, where they want to live or what kind of a connection they have to their family. We tend to focus on fun a lot. Uh, and so this is where I really emphasize to a lot of my clients is when you are out dating, of course, you want to be able to have fun with the person you want them to like you and you to like them and um, to enjoy your time together. But 
don't forget that you are assessing uh, an individual for the right fit for a long time, a long term partner. If that's what you're looking for. Don't let that point uh, be lost in all of the fun. So you want to be asking significant questions as you uh, move along, because um, lots of people end up having a great time together being tons of fun and falling in love and thinking, all right, you know, this is, this is great. So let's start to move in together or get married. And as soon as they do that and they start to build a life, suddenly those things that hadn't been explored, right? How close are you to your family? Because they seem to be wanting to come over every weekend, right? Uh, oh, suddenly, um, you know, you've decided that you don't really like your career and you wanted to do a career change. Well, I never heard of this, right? So those kinds of things, when they start to build a life, these are the things that are going to come up and that's where um, they hit lots of challenges and obstacles. And then that love that they had starts to wear down and no amount of fun can, can make up for those differences. Yeah. I think that we all know that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that everything you said makes a lot of sense to me. Can we tolerate the differences and the red flags from my perspective, red flags are red flags. We need to treat them like it. It doesn't mean it's a non-starter yes. to your point, yes. but we need to explore and dig into it because yeah. once the fun wears off and reality sets in, yeah. And we follow particular or we, we, we follow patterns, right? You may yeah. be different in the future, but you also might be exactly the same. So yeah. So, so as I'm going through this and these are on my mind, everything we've been talking about. How do I how do I walk the line of not interrogating this person and bringing everything up too quickly and being like, oh, my gosh, what's up with that guy or or, 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 or that gal? Yeah. So this goes back to being clear about your expectations when you're going into a date, because you sort of keep those things in the back of your mind and you try to see seek opportunities where you can weave these things into the conversation. Right. So let's say you're out on a date and he says. Uh, oh, yeah, next weekend, my brother and I, you know, are going to go wherever. And oh, great, your brother and you, it sounds like you have a good relationship with your brother. Is your family really important to you? Um, and so that's where you can start to organically bring it up. Most people would hear that and go, okay, cool. So if he was saying, oh, I can't see you next weekend because I'm going to be away from my brother, that the person would go, okay, that, that I, that was, they would sort of stop that conversation would stop there. Oh, I got that information. They're going to be away for the weekend. And so we'll plan a date for the, the weekend after they would never sort of think to explore that the information that got up, came up. And that's why, yeah, if you start to look back, sit down and look back at your previous relationships, look at your friends' relationships, really think about why things didn't work out, right? What obstacles there were, what challenges there were, you know, so you're thinking about your wants and needs, but you're also thinking about areas where, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And so once we start to date, we start to realize, oh, I didn't realize this was going to be that much of a problem for me, or I thought this was going to be a problem, but it no longer is. So you kind of want to, as you're dating, keep track of the things that are appealing to you, the things that you're finding difficult, and you sort of just start to make note of that. You've got to really know yourself. And as then you are on that date, you're looking for opportunities when those topics spontaneously come up to start to bring in more depth of conversation, to ask a follow-up question, to start to explore it. Um, 
And and sometimes, you know, those topics, I would just, if they're, they don't seem to be coming up, I would ask. I would want to know about someone's family. And But you're not doing it, you know, like you said, as an interrogation, as an interview. You're doing it of curiosity. You might open up with a story of yourself, you know. Oh, last week my mom called, my goodness, you know, her and I can stay on the phone for hours and hours. How is your relationship with your mom? So that kind of like, really sort of casual way, but uh, you are not overlooking it. I think some people um, don't know whether they should bring up those topics, don't know how to bring it up, or when they bring it up, they're too direct in their approach. Do you have a weird relationship with your parents, right? Like that is not the right question. So yeah, (laughs) make sure that one of the things I always say is let people open up, let people talk, ask a lot of why questions, come from a curious place. The second you have um, a a question or a comment that's posed in a sort of um, criticizing or defensive way, you know, what kind of relationship do you have with your parents? You're just, you're gonna get the right answer for someone because they know that you want something from them, right? So they can't gauge that that you are, there's a right and a wrong answer uh, to questions. That's why you're kind of keeping things open-ended because um, when we go on a date, naturally we want to be liked. We want to put our best foot forward. And if the date, you know, that we're on is giving us cues that certain things are important to them, we'll naturally answer in a way that's appealing. So, you know, I, I tell this to a lot of people that they'll have strong reactions on a date. You know, they come from, let's say, a certain political stance or religious stance or whatever, and the other person will come from a different angle or present a different opposing thought, and they sort of immediately go into combative mode. And I'm like, you are not really there on a date to teach someone something new, right? You are there on assessment. So if anything, really ask questions, ask about their thinking process. This is a time where you really want to um, encourage someone to tell you as much as possible. So don't lose sight of why you're there to gather information, not to change the world, not to change people. That's, yeah. that's, that's super helpful and wise and also very funny because I think we could all <laughs> be like, what did I just do? I was trying to convince that person of why they should be, you know, conservative or progressive or whatever. And that didn't get me anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, especially when you're older and you have really clearly defined, you know, uh, values and expectations about the world and perspective, you know, the amount of times I get individuals coming in here and could you believe he or she said this? I'm like, you're not, you're not there as they're like political, you know, whatever. Okay. You're not on a political campaign. You're not their therapist. You're not having to change someone's mind. If someone's not for you, right, get that information and and walk away. Um, You don't need to do anything else with that because all you'll do is end up frustrating yourself, having a pretty bad date, right? Getting annoyed, having an argument and then going, oh, I'm never going to find one, right? You're going to deplete your energies. So that's why it's get the information that you want, encourage the other person to talk. And then if it's not for you, politely end that date and get out of there uh, intact rather than depleted and angry. Love it. Well, Dr. Katzen, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn Mm -hmm. more about you? How can they engage with you? 
Um, just go to my website. Uh, and if you're interested, um, reach out there. Um, in a few months, I'm also going to be putting out uh, a course. So much like this conversation, these things kind of keep coming up over and over again with clients. So I've kind of put uh, all of that together, things about how, you know, how to really look for the right kind of love, what to ask for on dates, how to start to look for the right kind of partner and stuff. So there's a lot of information there. And if, if you're interested, it'll be on on my website to, to purchase. Awesome. And give us the website address, please. Uh, KatherineBejanian.com. That's K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E-B-E-J-A-N-Y-A-N.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Dr. Catherine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to KatherineBejanian.com. It's K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E-B-E-J-A-N-Y-A-N. Dot com and check out the great resources and keep an eye out for that course as well. And sharpen your skills. Pick up some new ones on uh, on figuring out how best to find that relationship that you are looking for because that's what life is all about, Dr. Catherine. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.